So welcome to the Nixus podcast, guys. I'm your host, Melanie Nix. Today, I am joined by Evil Leaf. What's up, guys? What's up? Well, I have Matt and Wes here right now. We might have more joining us later. That is a surprise. We'll be as surprised as I will be. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Doing awesome. Uh, pretty good. So, Wes, you are the, 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 the founding member of Evil Leaf, right? Yeah, I was kind of the one that started this all. So, what's the story behind the stage name, the like band I was, name? Oh, uh, well, initially we we was we uh, like I, like I was saying earlier, um, it started out as just me and a, and, a, and some friends uh, during COVID. I, I built a pallet stage out in the front yard, and we would just get out there and jam on Saturday nights. And one night, I, I, I was I was. I was buzzed and out there playing, and uh, uh, there, there was a nice wind gust came through and, uh, on the trees, and I was like, "Ah, oh, evil leaves." That would be a cool name, and it just kind of stuck. And then I, I went through a bunch of member changes, and Derek kind of came into the band, and then that's when we was kicking around the, the idea for, uh, you know, changing it, kind of, kind of really getting the direction of what we was going to go in, go in as a band, and uh, that's where Evil Leaf came from. We, uh, we was just chatting after practice one day and uh i think i think it was me that was scrolling through facebook and seeing that this guy had this really cool piece of art for sale and i was like man that kind of like embodies what we're doing and and we just was like well, what if we change it from evil leaves to evil leaf and make it one word and, and it and ironically kind of a little bit of a play on uh you know black sabbath sweet leaf you know plus the whole meaning behind it you know because we're we don't definitely don't feel that weed or is, is is evil in any way, you know, nor metal music. So it's it's kind of like a little bit of a a play on that, you know. Absolutely, I didn't think you guys would consider um, weed being evil with songs like "Summoned by Smoke" and "Slow Burn." <laughs> we'll get to listen to "Summoned by Smoke" a little later, and you'll see what I mean. <laughs> what brought you guys together? Like, how did you get to to find all the members of your band? Oh. Uh... It, man, that was an arduous process, uh, to be honest. Uh, for the for the for the, uh, the 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 early stages of of Evil Leaf, it was it was kind of just me and Derek for for a good, I don't know, four or five, not, not maybe not quite that long, but that that's that's uh, we we was just going through singers and after singers, uh, couldn't find the right fit, was was struggling trying to find a lead guitar player. Went through uh, just pretty much the rigors of like Facebook groups, uh, band mix, different apps, you know, social apps. We're trying to find musicians, local musician finder, and uh, it it uh, it was it was interesting times, you know, having some 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 people that would just flake or show up, and that you think, oh, wow, I mean, this guy's this guy kind of fits. He's got you know plays really good and then you would never hear from him <laughs> so but uh it just it's just after Derek and then and then uh Sarah came in the band and then Maurice came into the band and just kind of like within like a three or four month span it all they all just kind of like fell into place surprisingly it was just some, some something made everything line up I guess I mean, at one point from trial and error and having people not show up and, you know, you, you, you guys didn't give up and you got your lineup now. You guys, you guys sound solid. I mean, there's a nice chemistry going on between all of you guys, that's for sure. 
How'd you um, how'd you get into music? How'd you learn to play, sing? Like, was it school? Was it just by hearing music and you got inspired? And you said, "Hey, let me let me grab a guitar and you know." Uh, so I originally started. Um, I was probably about 12, 13 years old. My dad brought home a guitar, handed it to me, and was like, "Here you go." And uh, from there, I just taught myself. Uh, learning by, you know, like picking up different chords or learning uh, from tablature, just whatever my favorite bits were. So, uh, you know, just learning stuff from tablature, whether it was, you know, like old Black Sabbath riffs or, you know, stuff like that. Just anything I could pick up and just teach myself. Um, from the minute I started playing, I, it was just I was just like a sponge. I just had to learn more. Uh, originally, I was more of a guitar player. Um, I, I started playing bass a few years before joining Evil Leaf, but I started focusing more on the bass when I joined Evil Leaf. It was like, okay, like I'm, I'm gonna put down the guitar and let's just focus on bass because uh, that that's what they needed at the moment. They they had plenty of guitar players, so you know I wanted to get in where I could. Luckily, uh, I, I knew how to play it already, and we just went from there. Me, I got man. I've been into music for as long as I can remember. Uh, I guess I got I got my first guitar when I was probably ten, an acoustic guitar that my grandmother got me, and uh, had fun with it for years. I didn't really take start really taking it serious until I was about eighteen, though, and uh, I got my I got a real nice Fender. Uh, I, I got super into Jimi Hendrix and thought, you know, I was like all of a sudden wanted to be the next Jimi Hendrix and realized that, you know, there's only one Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> but oh, uh, that's some big shoes to fill right there. Yeah. But, but that, that's, that's definitely one of my early, early influences and idols. So, but I mean, as long, as long as I can remember, I've always been into music and like, like music. I remember at an early age banging on my mom's pots and pans and stuff, you know, making my own, drum set in the living room and stuff absolutely i think we've all done that taking pencils and just hitting on things i oh, have yeah, no yeah. rhythm i cannot be a drummer that was established <laughs> at a very young age i cannot um ironically and, it's kind of funny though i speaking of the drums i was initially supposed to be the drummer for this project and uh because uh, i we could never find anyone to play drums so I had traded a, a guitar for an uh, electronic drum set, and was like, "All right, we'll just we'll just start doing some covers." And, uh, and then our, the original drummer Robert, he 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 just he he started coming over jamming with me uh, a lot more, and it was like, "Hey, let's write some songs. I want to play drums." And then it was like, "Let's get a storage unit," you know. And it just like I said, just kind of grew from there. But that, it's it's kind of funny. I mean, why not? You know, give it a shot. You never know. Um, right. uh, Matt, you were telling me you learned from tablatures and everything. Do you think the internet is giving everybody like a, a leg up, like a little more help than the older generation? Like I had the, uh, my God, um, last Friday, uh, the, the rock star, I'm going to call him, that I interviewed uh, was 70 years old, a drummer. Oh, damn. He's been doing this for 40 years. Yeah. So, you know, like they said, he said, when we started, we didn't have Internet. Mm -hmm. So you had to read books. You had to. Yeah. Um, 
do you think it's an advantage now that we have all of this that right there? I think I think it is for those who want to learn. Uh, it's it's a lot easier to find tablature nowadays. Uh, back back when I started playing, you know, you, you had to go you know to a bookstore or even the local grocery store and pick up you know Guitar World magazine or you know something like that to you know get your tablature, and then even then you'd only get three or four songs, and so it's definitely made it a lot easier to get your hands on that material and learn. Um, as far as the musician side, you know, it, it makes it a lot easier for people to emulate your sound, you know, because they can just easily learn what you're playing now. So it, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Also, there's the good techniques and bad techniques. Um, yes. You know, so we have to be careful when you're trying to learn something online not to learn from somebody that's not going to teach you the right way. Definitely. Um, I learned that with the whole screaming uh, experience. Was... So did you want to catch up on what you were saying about finding tablatures online and stuff like that? We'll just... Yeah, that's what I was just saying in the early days when... Uh... I remember, like, you, you couldn't hardly trust the earth, the tab that you would find online because just anyone could post it up there on, on the forums and stuff, and you, you could be learning stuff the wrong way so easily. I really Absolutely. feel like, I feel like with the, the advent of YouTube and guitarists on YouTube, that's what's really kind of changed the game as far as, like, people having a leg up and learning and, and getting so so good so quick, I guess, if you will, you know. I mean, some 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 people do learn very fast. Some, um, yeah, yeah, especially the kids. The kids are crazy. That's true. Uh, I had a bunch of kids. I interviewed a bunch of kids. The band's called Beheading of the Queen. The drummer is 15 years old. Just to give you an idea, I was impressed. I was like, this is what's coming up. Like, this is what's following us. I mean. Let's go. The generation after us is bringing us some good music. I'm happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. How would you guys describe your music? I mean, it's it's definitely stoner music. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess we, we can consider it like stoner doom metal, maybe uh, psychedelic stoner doom, whatever. You know, there's a little bit of we got we got. All between the diverse people that's in the band, there's a lot of different influences that we bring. So there's like some blues, some thrash, some doom, you know, even a little bit of death metal, you know. So. Oh, yeah. And that's why I asked the question like that, because if I ask you what kind of metal you are, then we're going down a very slippery slope, if you ask me, because all the subgenres. Yeah. Um, I'm still learning some today, like... Every time I interview somebody, pretty much they, they tell me, "Oh, I'm this kind of metal," and I'm like, "Oh, mm. I mean, but I'm I'm from where like, metal, you know." But now there's all these subgenres. It seems like every day there's even more new subgenres of metal. It's like every day somebody's coming up with something new, and well, uh, that's, yeah. that's what I like to think about our sound. Is you know, it's it's definitely something new. It's definitely good. It's definitely, I, I vibed to Summoned by Smoke a bunch of time in the car and while I was smoking myself. Oh, um, yeah. Appreciate that. I mean, it helps. It's stoner music. So, you know, you get the, you get the vibe. It's, it's such a, it's a whole vibe. That song is a whole vibe. Actually, let's, 
let, let's take a break and right. listen to Summon by Smoke. Let's uh, let everybody get the vibe.
So we're back. We just listened to Summoned by Smoke from Evil Leaf. Uh, Matt West, awesome song. Obviously, I am a big fan uh, of smoking while listening to the song. Uh, do you guys want to talk about it a bit? Inspiration, how it got created? Sure, sure. It was actually the, the first Evil Leaf song wrote and, uh, well, written. Sorry, uh, um, That that... That be- beginning intro riff, I had been using that for like years, trying to figure out something to to do with it. And um, when I was in the early early stages of of Evil Leaf, um, Robert, he was just like, he's like, man, that that riff that you was playing, the uh, uh, to go with the other part, he's like, man, he's like, you should mash those two together, and I, I think it would it would really you know turn into something something good. And then whenever Sarah came along and put the lyrics to it, it just it really changed the dynamic. We had actually shelved it for a little while because the the original lead guitar player we had he didn't like it. He he, he thought it was too slow and it just it it was boring to him. Yeah. So we kind of shelved it for a little while. And then when we brought Maurice in, he he added that 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 bad badass solo to it and uh, the the little the little little uh, other little part that's going down on with the breakdown that I'm playing. And uh, I just when he did that, I was like, dude, you got to do that, 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 like that, that changes the dynamic of this song so much. And then we we kind of did like the little double time into in in between thing and went back to the breakdown. And it was just like after we did that, it was like almost immediately become everyone's favorite song at the time. Sarah's vocals are haunting in that one. It's 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 very, you know, summoned by smoke. So you got to have something a little evil, you know, it it sounds it gives that vibe. It it, it, it all came together really well. Definitely. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's definitely one of our. Our our the the band's personal favorites, and it seems yeah. like the the, the people nice. really like it. I think it's our our most streamed song, actually. So, well, it could reach a broad audience, like a very you know. I, I'm listening to a lot of music, a lot of indie music with all these bands, and death metal will cater to death metal. Uh, it's rare that you'll see somebody else that will listen to country music be like, yeah, I listen to some death metal, you know. But your right. songs can cross so many genres because it's not too, you know, like I could probably sit down and my dad would enjoy that, your song, you know, my dad's not very into the screamo, into the, he likes the metal, he likes the rock, but he's old school. Right. But you guys, it's melodic. It's, you know. uh, Yeah, I was going to say we have like a little bit of that melodic element to it, you know. It's a different vibe. For sure. What's your creative process? Where do you guys start? Do you guys start with a guitar riff or? Yeah, pretty much. It, it usually starts with uh, with either a guitar riff from me from me or Maurice. Uh, in the early days, it was just pretty much me coming out with the riffs and then taking them. Uh, albeit Derek, Derek brought the riff for Tenebris to the band, so so that's where that one came from. But that's pretty much what we do. We, we'll start with a riff and just kind of build on it from there. Yeah, we'll just jam on it in our practice room and, you know, be like, hey, that sounds pretty cool. And, you know, and just go from there. Everybody works on it together. So you come in, you bring something and then elements get added. Yeah, pretty much. Occasionally, like uh, like we have a couple songs like uh, 
one of our upcoming songs, it's, it's a song called Death Grip. That one, Maurice just pretty much brought the whole thing to the table, done. And then, like, the other one that I've got called Stupid Meth Head, I pretty much brought it to the table complete, you know. But then we have another one, it's Thrash Wednesday, and we just was bouncing riffs off of each other, you know, so... And then uh, there was another practice. We have another idea, a couple ideas that uh, like some riffs that uh, Matt just started with this bass line. And we just kind of jumped in uh, with some stuff over top of it that will eventually, you know, it'll it'll become something. We've got like four or five of those that we're uh, well, we call pretty much sitting on the back burner that we're uh, we're going to we're going to start chipping away at. Very cool. Um, I mean, it, it's nice to see that you guys can all put some of your, you know, into the songs. And uh, uh, I think it, it's what makes your sound. It's what makes what you guys are because everybody, like you were saying earlier, everybody's influenced by somebody, by something different, by yeah, blues. By, so by sure. mixing everybody together, you're creating your sound. Exactly. And I, I, I want to make sure that everyone has the freedom to kind of bring their own little stamp on it, if you will, you know? Absolutely. And you guys could tell each other instead of doing this like that, can you do it like that instead? Maybe it'll fit better, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It, it, it's nice to be able to work all together and not just have like one person that, even though it's nice sometimes when, like you said, Maurice just brought the song and was like, ta-da, here you go. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because in the early days when it just felt like it was just me kind of coming out with everything, I was just, I felt like we were just stuck on that one group of songs forever. And I was like, you know, plus it didn't help. We had member changes and stuff a lot, too. So it was like, you know, we had to keep reteaching people stuff. So it was, you know, hard to move on from those songs. But now that we're that we're done past that point and everyone's bringing material, it's just like this, this cycle that we've been been doing for the writing and recording has just been so much easier and flowed so much nicer and it's been a less stressful for me i'll definitely say that i don't i don't feel like i'm i'm racking my brain or sitting down every time trying to make things work or come up with something so we can you know keep having songs moving along because it's not always easy to come up with inspiration for no. lyrics for a melody for Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to write the music, but then you got to find the the melody for the vocals. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that, genius with that. That's what I was gonna say. Thankful, thankfully, when she came along, she kind of she kind of really really uh, excelled at that. So yeah, because uh, I, I was okay. I I I gave her like a bunch of ideas of lyrics and stuff that I had, and and you know I was like, use whatever you want. But, uh, you know, you got free reign and she just kind of ran with it and it's worked out, you know. And then with these newer songs, she's kind of been there for the for the whole building process of them. So she's kind of heard them as they've been, you know, being formed and built up. So she's already got an idea of what we want to do with it or where kind of we want to go and maybe already working on a melody or a vocal line or something for it. You never know. She might have some lyrics written somewhere already that she's just I'm waiting sure. to bring. Right, exactly. Yeah. Who's your inspiration? Would you say, Matt? I was going to say, oh. it's like the same way with us, you know, bring bringing a riff to practice or something. I, I'm sure she has some things that she has written that she's just waiting for the right time to be like, hey, guys, check this out. Did you guys ever try to write the song with her lyrics first? I mean, that's one thing that I brought to my band when I was with my band before. Uh, you know, everybody always writes the music first and then we'll put the melody. 
I literally came in with the melody lyrics and I told the band, all right, you guys write the song now. No, we, we haven't tried that. I mean, if, if she would, if she ever brought something to, yeah. the, to the band, you know, we, we would definitely give it a shot for sure. It makes it very, it's, it's very different. Like it, I, I think it was quite comical a little bit to watch, you know, the band be like, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, okay, that's usually how I feel. See, you guys come, you bring me a song, and then I'm like panicking because I have to find a melody. Well, now you guys could panic for a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we made it out. It was like our most successful song. So, I mean, it was different. It's always nice to see that you can, music can be made so many different ways. There's no limitation. There's... Yeah, for sure, for sure. Who's your inspiration? Like, who inspired you growing up and now today? Who who would be your inspiration? Well, for me, I've I've had quite a few. I guess I guess like uh, early on, you know, I was I was I was I was real big. Like, you know, I was I was born in the in eighty, so I like I really really started getting into music in the in the in the early nineties. And uh, I, I like I liked some, you know, pop music and stuff growing up. But I, I really say like the the '90s grunge Seattle scene that really kind of like is the first time that I really like you know like being all about some bands and stuff. And I just could not get enough of Soundgarden, Chris Cornell's voice, the right. haunting guitars, and, and I mean like to me that they were just like the the baddest band at the time, you know. And and then. As I as I got older and 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 got into smoking weed, then it kind of like it shifted, you know. I was like, and I was big into Doors and Pink Floyd and Jimi Hendrix, and and really wanting to emulate that. Trippy music. I mean, Pink yeah. Floyd. Like I, I grew up on that. I, I'm I'm also born in the '80s, so um, that whole music thing that you're going, yeah, it's I could see it. Chris Cornell was such an inspiration such a voice for sure uh, it's so sad to see him go so fast you know like yeah that was that was a big loss like a lot of greats that we've lost i mean uh, a lot of good musicians have burnt out really fast and uh i think it's 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 the lifestyle uh, unfortunately it's the fame mm -hmm. right <laughs> Yes, this can be all types of factors for sure. Like with him, I mean, you like you. Who would have thought that he was a super depressed guy? You know, for, Chester. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, Chester, Lincoln Park. Yeah, Chester's another one. Mental health is a bitch. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's like one of the biggest one of the biggest downfalls in in, in our country in America. Like it's something that's just it's not talked about and really really dealt with the way that other countries do and it's 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 unfortunate because it it really affects the lots of 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 people daily on a daily basis it does uh we had a whole week of interviews of special episodes like this on the podcast and uh the whole week was packed i mean two to three hours every night we would be on facebook live talking about mental health and we just couldn't say no to anybody, so we'd have three to four hours a night sometimes. Right. It's nice to see that more and more people wanted to come talk about it. And what yeah. was even more beautiful is that I had more men than women. Uh, men are usually the ones that hide the most, that won't want yep. to talk. And now everybody wanted to come talk, and I applaud right. everybody. 
that can say, yeah. hey, I need to talk, you know? Um, so yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, hopefully that, that some of the stigma will keep going away and more and more people will be more open about it and, and it'll just get talked about more. Well, people are working on it. I know that there's uh, Rick Phoenix, Mike Stover are doing something. Rick Phoenix is doing a big show down in Texas uh, this summer, all for mental health. Uh, so it, uh, there's progress. So I, I have hopes of a better future for mental health. Uh, you know, I come from Canada. I moved here uh, last year. So I'm still in that shock of uh, culture shock, like Canada compared oh, to here. Wow. Is, right, yeah. The healthcare system, I'm sure, is a big, big difference. I mean, the healthcare system, uh, the problem with it being free is people always abuse, right? So, uh, you know, you're on a waiting list uh, for months before you can get an operation, years sometimes. I mean, uh, my, mom had, um, my mom had cancer. And it took months before we could even get something done. I, I'm, I mean, you, you can't wait months. That's the no, difference no, between yeah. here, you pay, but you get it done now. Yeah. So it's, again, you know, it's, there's the good, there's the bad. I, I miss the snow, to be honest. I completely <laughs> missed the snow. You guys did not have any snow this year. I, I, I understand that. I'm originally from West Virginia, so I'm, I'm from, you know, uh, from a, a state where they actually usually get snow every year. So I, I miss the snow, too. And I'm originally from Pennsylvania, so Sam, yeah, I'm, I'm used go. to snow every winter. I mean, I'm used to those big snowfalls. I, when I moved here last year, my girlfriend told me oh, there's going to be a huge snowstorm this week. <laughs> you get like two inches? Yeah. So I landed. <laughs> I landed and it was cold and she was like, it's going to, it's going to snow tomorrow. We're going to be snowed in. And I was like, Ooh, snowed in, you know, <laughs> I wake up to literally two inches of snow. Uh, not even. And, and everything shuts down. Everything's yeah. shut down. Nothing. The nobody's working. The they haven't, they didn't go to school for a week. Oh, there, <laughs> there might be ice on the road. Yeah. Yeah. That black ice. <laughs> yeah. What? In Canada, uh, there's four feet of snow, and there we are, threking through the snow to try to go to school. Like, no, no. Chains, chains on the bus and stuff, yeah. Right? Winter tires? What's yeah. a winter tire? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, big difference, big difference. <laughs> Definitely. What's the plans for the coming months, guys? Working on music. We got a bunch of shows that we're talking. Yeah, actually, actually, this this month we're kind of focusing on uh, on some some more more writing and recording, and then next month is like super jam packed with shows. We've got, I think it's about like twelve or thirteen shows booked from now or from the beginning of July until October, and like half of those are all in July. <laughs> wow, busy, busy yeah. in July. Yeah. I mean, it's summer, eh? So it's the big season now. Yeah, yeah. And we and we have a couple of big ones coming up in July too, like big venues, like like venues that we're stoked to play, venues that like bands that we we all like and admire have played there. You know. Yeah. You guys are going to the Milestone, I'm sure. Yeah, we've actually already played the Milestone a few times, but yeah, we're we're going to be at the Milestone July 14th. But the big the big one for me is Ground Zero July 12th. Yeah. 
and then, and then and then also the poorhouse in Raleigh is going to be pretty big too because that that's a pretty big venue. There's there's quite a few bigger bands that come through there. But me personally, I've seen some iconic and bands that I'd really admire and 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 respect at, at Ground Zero. So me getting to play on that same stage is going to be like my my little rock star moment, if you will. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. I was going there as a teenager and seeing bands, same as Wes, you know, and uh, same thing. To to be able to play on that stage where I've seen such big bands play, you know, that that means something big for all of us. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's making steps, right? It's it's going yeah. up. It's. Um, yeah. I was surprised when I went to the milestone. I mean, you know, I'm like, they're like, yeah, it's in Charlotte. So I was like, okay, Charlotte is the city, so it's gonna be, you know. It's going to be a bar. It's going to be. And then I got there and I walked in and I was like, wow. Yeah. Like this reminds me of one of the bars back home. Like it's the same kind of energy, the same kind of field stickers everywhere on the wall. And yeah, they, they, they've, they've kept that, that, that same feel and that same vibe in that club for as long as I, I could remember. I mean, I mean, it's it's pretty iconic too. I mean, freaking Nirvana slept on or Alice in Chains slept on that stage, you know. So it's a it's a it's pretty iconic place. Yeah, it's uh, oh yeah. the The stage is small. It's hot. It's sweaty. Oh, for sure, for but sure. But so much fun. Like I haven't That's had, fun. I hadn't been to a show since like pre COVID, pre COVID in Canada. Because we we were in lockdown. Like when I came to visit here during COVID, well, just before COVID, and I right after COVID for you guys, it stopped here, but it kept going in Canada. You guys were walking around, no masks, no care, no, you know. And back in Canada, it's like masks, six feet, don't touch me, don't look at me, and you know, can't have a show, can't have anything. We had an eight p.m. curfew. Oh wow! Like yeah. a bunch of kids. I mean, yeah, and then come down here, and it's like, yeah, free for yeah. all. Let's go. <laughs> Some people yeah. took it more seriously than others. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there are definitely a lot of people who just no mask, no care in the world. You know, like you said, just hey, let's go, let's have fun. <laughs> the population is a lot different too. I mean, what Lincolnton has what twelve thousand people. And if you look where I'm from, I'm from Montreal, Canada. I mean, we're talking three million, two million people. Like it's ridiculous. Oh, wow. It's yeah, it's New York. Yeah, that's but, what I was about to compare it to. Yeah. yeah, but in Canada, same thing. Everybody on top of each other. Right. And now I'm down here looking at my neighbor that has emus, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, look, an ostrich. She was like, no, an emu. <laughs> like, hmm, same shit. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any plans for artistic collaborations? Well, I, I, actually, um, we have. Uh, I don't know if you know the band Lurch. They're another band from from uh, uh, NC. They're uh, the Doom Stoner Doom Metal too. They actually just hit us up uh, uh, last week to to see if Sarah would be interested in collaborating on a song with them. And then um, I have a buddy of mine, uh, um, Chris Chaos. He's he's from the death metal band. Uh, cadaver creator and he's dying to do vocals on one of our songs so so that we we, we may may maybe feature in one of those here very soon so 
pretty cool. There's more and more collaborations like that with bands, and it's nice to see with the indie community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. And the goal, the goal is, is that for our October show uh, that we're going to be headlining the uh, the Night of Doom. It's kind of like my birthday weekend, so we're going to kind of go all out. And uh, uh, Lurch is going to be playing on that show too. So we're hoping that the song will be ready and that, that Sarah will be able to, to, to do the guest vocals on uh, when, when they play it during their set. So That would be pretty awesome. And then we're, we're, we're planning to, to debut our, our nine-minute epic, Stupid Meth Head, for our, for our closer. So. Nine minute. Yeah. Nine wow. minute. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit of a pain in the ass, but it's a pretty fun song to play, though. just the titles got me curious i'm like (laughs) i can't wait to hear that one i mean there's a lot of songs that are written that are nine ten minutes and as long as you could keep you know your audience interested and you know yeah well we we got a few tempo changes there's like a little intro section and an outro section so there's there's kind of parts that people can digest i think i think i I feel that it's that it it'll you know people will really like it you know because just like just, a, just a little demo. short story yeah just the demo that we're recording that we have and the direction that that, that Sarah's gonna go with the vocals and the topic I think it's gonna it, it it'll be really really good I think and uh, it's, it's it's unfortunately around this area like like it's an epidemic yeah with meth and it's it's just just terrible so it's kind of like. You know, we're we're all pro weed, you know, so like yes. smoke weed, smoke not, weed meth. not meth. Exactly. So. It is it is a big problem down here. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it really is. So it's uh, it's not something that I've seen a lot back home in Canada, and then coming down here, it's like it's present. It's it's mm-hmm. you see it in the streets and big, yeah, uh, big time. I don't know if there's not enough resources for those people. I don't know if it's just because they just don't give a shit and they don't want to help themselves. You know what I mean? But it's it's. it's I, th- I think it's a little bit of both, actually. It's yeah. it's it's people not you just not caring and wanting to to do better for themselves, and then also a lack of you know of resources too. You know, because. <clears throat> uh, there, there is some places in Gastonia where that they clearly offer help for for that that type of, of thing, but there's there's not enough around uh, to 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 really deal with as much that that's prevalent, you know. Yeah, that's why I have a problem with them putting weed in the same bag as like meth, you know. Yeah, it's 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 dumb. The, the the categorization of where weed is scheduled in the drugs it, it's it's is the dumbest thing ever. I mean, it's completely legal in Canada, everywhere in Canada, every province, as um, it should be. Yeah, and, and yeah. we're getting there. Certain certain parts of our of the country, you know, yes. that we have, you know, decent not, decent minded people, but uh, still not know, here. But uh, yeah, because unfin- unfortunately, we're in the Bible Belt that still yes. has, you know, that yes. somewhat backwards of the thinking. You know, there's that been some pro- progress on some areas, but there's still, you know, it's. Eventually it'll happen, but I feel like it's going to be slow to happen here, you know. Yeah. I, I think that was a big change for me, too, coming from Canada, where everybody's accepting, wherever you know, like we're smoking weed, uh, people are gay, and people, and now I come down here in the Bible Belt, I am gay, I am pagan, and I smoke weed. 
I'm like public oh, enemy yeah. number one. Yeah, you're, you're the triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm like public enemy number one. Like, ooh, <laughs> she's Canadian on top of it. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> How do you guys? What's up, Matt? I was going to say, you know, it definitely should be legal, you know, if not for recreational uses, at least for medicinal purposes. It, yes. It's so helpful in so many ways, you know, from, from anxiety yes. to, you know, like sleep disorders, like so many things. Cancer patients. The, Cancer. Science, has, the, the science has proven that, you know. Yes. I mean, my mom went through lung cancer twice. She's in remission again, and she's a weed smoker. Um, she hasn't stopped, and her doctor told her not to stop during. So uh, it's not bad. It's just it, it, the government has to get out of there uh, because if you listen to medical things, it's there's no proof that it's bad for you. Uh, exactly. The government just wants to keep a hold on it because right. money. Yeah. Money, exactly. that's, that's the biggest thing, yeah. But if they think the other way and go the way Canada went, they're making a lot of money on legal weed, putting those little stores everywhere and taxing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. well, you'll, you see, like, like places like Colorado and, uh, yes. uh, like, Washington State, I mean, they've sold so much wheat that they've had a surplus to where they've they've sent uh, residents of the state, like, a, almost like a refund check back because they've they've paid for schooling for roads for all all this types of stuff that this money was supposed to go to from the tax that there was just a surplus so it's like okay well let's give it back to the people you know they want they want people to stop buying from you know illegal well make it legal exactly you, like i make most it so people, people are going legally legal now. Buy it. yes yes and it's so close virginia has it legalized yeah. you know it's it's like come on come on north carolina get your shit together <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean the i'm used to paying like you know 20 bucks for uh oh fuck 3.5 grams what is it an eighth that's an eighth yeah, yeah. you know 20 bucks oh yeah that's, that's twenty bucks around here. It's like maybe a gram and a half. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. a half eight. That's that's if it doesn't look like grass. Uh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people get better than others. You know, of course. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but I I got used to just being able to go to the store and pick some up. You know what I mean? I can't wait to be able to do that. <laughs> it's 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 really nice. <laughs> How do you guys get to balance everything in life? Music, jobs, family, obligations. It can be tough. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, especially having a band with five members trying to juggle everyone's schedule. Yeah. It can be a little bit uh, hectic and nerve-wracking sometimes. But we yeah. just try to plan as best as we can, you know. That's usually and everyone, the, uh, luckily at the job. one of the first things we do at the beginning of our week is like, okay, you know, what days are everybody off? You know, when can we get together? Let's have a practice or, you know, whether, whether we meet up at our band room or other, whether on our stage, it's like, you know, we're going to get together at least once a week. Yeah, and we just let's juggle day, whatever day we can figure out that works for everyone because uh, Maurice's work schedule is a little wonky. Like he'll 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 like one weekend he'll be off, and then the next weekend he's not, and then it's it's kind of funky. My my job's pretty pretty lenient. They work with me pretty well, 
and as Matt, as long as he knows when what what we got to have offer gigs or whatever, he's pretty well golden as well. Sarah's schedule is a little bit more all over the place because she does a lot of private like tutoring and teaching uh, of younger kids, p- keyboard and vocal lessons and and stuff like that. So hers is working with her schedule can be a little bit more challenging, but but uh, we we figure out we make a, make it work one day a week, like Matt said at least and. Some, sometimes we'll, we'll press for a little bit more, especially when we feel like we got an important gig coming up. Like when, when we knew we had the uh, the women of rock and uh, what was it, the other show? It was like they were like back to back. That. Oh yeah, that was the um, that was the show at the Fishbowl with the uh, Whiskey Hell Child CD release party, and then the Women of Rock. Two big shows that you guys had to get ready for for sure. Definitely, but we uh, we got together probably two or three two or three times that week before those two shows came up. We we made it a point to uh, at least get together and practice for an hour or so, and we definitely did a lot on our on our own in in the off time. It was like you know practice, practice, practice. For sure. Well, let's take a short break and go listen to Slow Burn. Awesome.
Nerd, we are back. We just listened to Slow Burn from Evil Leaf. Um, same as earlier, guys. Uh, what inspired Slow Burn? Honestly, that song came about because I was listening to a crap load of Mono Lord. And, and and just jokingly, I I, I I took their riff to the band room and I was just like, check it out. This is like my new Mono Lord riff. And everyone was like, hey, that's a cool riff. I like that. And it just built from there. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite to play live. It's got a sweet bass line. <laughs> it's a really good song. It, uh, it's a really good song. Like I was showing Matt earlier. Uh, I discovered you guys when I discovered your contest on Instagram, and I won that signed CD from Evil Leaf. Okay, so all right. it is proudly right. on the wall right there. Nice. <laughs> so that's how I got to listening to all your songs and all your, and then well, we got in contact, and now here you guys are. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Was my first was my first piece on the wall was Evil Leaf. Awesome. Awesome. Hell yeah. That's, and now that's you guys are cool. joined by Spellgrinder and by Dying Oath. Okay, okay. cool. Pretty good company. Oh yeah. yeah. Not Damn bad good. at all, eh? <laughs> yeah. They've got some great music. Absolutely. Both of them, Spellgrinder is another uh very interesting band. If you guys have a chance, go check them out. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I have. They're, they're pretty cool. Yeah, they're very interesting. I had this, I had a chance to sit down with uh, Spooky, uh, who is the lead singer. And uh, very interesting story, very interesting character. Like, the, the guy is just funny, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> <laughs> other than music, do you guys have any other hobbies? Do you have time for any other hobbies? Should I? Yeah, a little bit. Like this month, I'm making some some little bit of family time. We're gonna do do, do a little bit of camping and fishing and stuff like that. I definitely like that stuff. But I'll get into playing some video games too. I won't lie. Like like I, I'm I'm a big I'm a big RPG like Skyrim, Diablo, Fallout. I got the Fallout boy tattooed on my leg. I hear that my kind of games too. RPG, MMORPG. I'm I'm a fan of all those games myself. Uh, I enjoy camping, hiking. Uh, I've been doing, been looking forward to doing some backpacking, and uh, I try to kayak when when the weather's nice enough. You guys have nice trails over here. Uh, we've been we uh, sweet trails down here. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been hiking. Well, following the trails. Uh, I I love water. I like waterfalls. Oh so yeah, yeah. Try to go to every there's, water there's point. A, there's a lot of good waterfalls in in North Carolina. We went to like five or six of them last summer. Mm-hmm. There, there's quite a few good ones. Nice nature spots, and uh, for for people like me, I like to collect crystals and gems. And North Carolina is full full of interesting little little things to do and hidden spots, and it's beautiful down here. Yeah, there's quite a few, quite a few gem mines and stuff around too. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, we've looked into it. We've, uh, I mean, you walk anywhere in North Carolina, and there's quartz everywhere. There's, and I mean, veins of quartz, and it's it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's I like I, I'm impressed by all of that because I come from you know city where it's building, building, and if you're lucky, you're gonna see a tree that the city planted, but you know it's still there. 
then you come down here and it's like beautiful. North Carolina's definitely got like the best of both worlds, whether you like mountains or whether you like beaches, you know, we we've got some beautiful mountains in the area, like up in Asheville, Boone, you know, over in those areas, or you know, if you like going to the beach, there we got plenty of beaches. I haven't been to the beach yet. I was actually I was actually there last <laughs> week. We went we went down for a day just to just to get away, just no kids and stuff. So it was it was nice. I, I got high and sat on the balcony and played my acoustic. Listen to the waves. <laughs> yeah. That's the life. That's right. That's, that's beautiful. Uh, love the kids. But you know, to have one day just to be you with your weed and nature, I mean, come on. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. That's and one then, of my favorite things to do is just take a blunt and go hiking out on the trail and just smoke and walk. The blunt makes everything better. Definitely. Oh, yeah, you climb sure. that mountain, you're on top of that mountain, <laughs> you're completely out of breath, but there you are trying to light up your blunt, like completely out of breath. But I'm still going to smoke this fucker. Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt himself has probably done this. Because there's a there's a local spot around here. It's uh, it's called Crowder's Mountain. You can get up mm. to the top of that. You've probably heard of it too. Yes. But yeah, that's a great place to take a blunt and spark a blunt up at the top. It really is up at the top of King's Pinnacle. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go do that now, and I'm just gonna take a picture and send it to you guys. Be like, look, <laughs> I made it. Yay! Right. You joined the club. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm now a real person from down here. Yay. <laughs> initiation <laughs> where do you guys find inspiration for the music like where does the riff come from with me a lot of times i'll just be sitting around getting high uh watching tv you know honestly and and like just plucking on my guitar and i'll just stumble across something and be like that's kind of cool and just sit there and play with it and and then like my, my girlfriend sometimes she might hear me uh like uh There's this one that I that I've got that uh that we're working on. It's uh it's called uh, uh was it, what was we calling that one? Uh not dub sack, but uh um bag of dope, bag of dope, yeah. And I just came I just happened to stumble up on stumble on that riff and I just looked over and she was standing there at the at the door and I'm like, I think I got the next song right here. <laughs> Me, uh when I when I'm writing it's usually just When I'm practicing, I, I'll just mess around here and there. Or um, sometimes um, I'll honestly just wake up with a riff in my head and it won't go out of my head until I find it on that fretboard. I mean, know, that's like, nice. That that's, that's nice. It happens to me too. The lyrics, it's with the lyrics. You know, you wake up and you're like, ah, you get so many lyrics in your head and you're trying to write them all down. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, depends on how much weed I've smoked the night before, though. Definitely. We, you know. Weed is definitely always a factor in this. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's definitely an inspiration. Probably where <laughs> most of the inspiration comes from. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys like the most about your life as a musician, and what do you guys like the least about it? Uh, the not getting making much money part from it is, is probably the least favorite part but the, the getting to play on stage and and that that feeling that you get when you're up there and you're all come together on this piece of music and and you're feeling it and you see the crowds feeling it there's nothing else like it you know definitely like 
that feeling's better than any drug in the world, you know, like, in my opinion. Like, it's just, you get up there, and like you say, you're one with the band, the, the crowd's feeling what you're playing, and, yeah, like, that's just the greatest feeling. Well, you're talking about the best drug in the world, which is adrenaline. Well, yeah, yeah true. Yeah, true. True, true, yeah. Um, and now, as far as what I like the worst, I would say, you know, like, low pay, but also... Load in and load out. Carrying all that equipment sucks. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, like, that, that, I'd that really like suck. to get get to the point to where we could hire a road crew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you guys would have fans that would do it for you. Like, I, every time I get a chance to use my son and my, and my girlfriend's oldest son, they definitely become roadies for the day. There yeah. we go. There we go. Oh, yeah. A little work doesn't, doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> Teaches them Not value. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So where can we find you guys on social media? I mean, we're everywhere. You can you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we have a link tree that that will take you to every place that we're that we're on. We're on um, Bandcamp. Yeah, you were on Bandcamp. Uh, we actually just started up. Uh, um, what's the hell is that other one that uh, Derek TikTok. just started? No, not TikTok. The uh, the other. Uh, so it's like a, it's a, another like music one or whatever. Uh, shit, I can't remember the name of it. But uh, on Instagram, we are at Evil Leaf Music, and everywhere else, you could just search Evil Leaf and you'll find us. You guys have merch. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you can you can buy directly from us on the shows. Uh, we have uh, we we have it uh, um, a merch booth. Uh, do you, I, I, what is it like merchbooth.com backslash evil leaf? I think is what it is, Matt. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, I'll you can... uh, I'll post your link tree uh, with the interview uh, in okay, the description, cool. so they're going to be able to see if yeah, everything's yeah, at, we... in the link tree. Everything's in there. Yeah. They're going to be able to see it all. Yeah, awesome. we'll, we'll make sure to update all of those and you know put on any that aren't already on there yeah i'm pretty sure everything is is all on linktree uh perfect yeah so linktree well link dot tree slash evil evil leaf yeah Yeah. Yeah. so you go through there or you could even uh reach out to me on facebook i'm the merch guy you know like we all have our jobs on the side and yeah i handle most of the merch I mean, it's it's cheaper if you guys do all of your stuff than to try to hire people. Promotion, booking, and yep. it's yep. a that, lot of money. That's yeah, exactly definitely. that's exactly what we do. Like Derek, thankfully, he's he's really good at recording, the mixing, and mastering, and engineering that whole aspect. He's so we don't have to worry about paying studio time and someone to to record and mix and master everything. Um, I handle a lot of the promotion and booking. Uh, my girlfriend, Casey, she does a lot of the social media stuff for us. And then Matt, he's on top of the merch. And then uh, Sarah, she runs our Instagram. Maurice is kind of really the only one that doesn't have a, a secondary uh, role. But, you know, <laughs> he, his his work schedule is probably the most demanding out of all of us, too. So He's, he's there for emotional support to you. Right, guys. yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's the emotional support guy to the Evil Leaf guys. There we uh, go. Yeah. But it's it's nice to see you guys. It's nice to talk to you guys. I mean, yeah. uh, thank you for having us. I mean, yeah. it's a pleasure. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have anything you'd like to say to anybody that could be listening right now? Um, yeah, just thank you for all the support everybody's showing us. You know, like um, 
we, we've definitely had a lot of support over this past year of being together uh, through friends and family, uh, everybody who likes and shares our stuff on you know, social. It really helps get all of our stuff out. You know, it, it helps more people see our, see our videos and hear our music. So for all of that, thank you guys and keep it up, please. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that, for sure. Uh, keep, yeah, keep, keep, keep tuned. Uh, I mean, we we definitely have some stuff up in the uh, oh, coming. Yeah. A uh, lot of good stuff on the way. Work, well, if work, you guys have anything you want to promote, anything you'd like help promoting, reach out to us. Uh, we have many platforms. We have many ways. I have the radio. I have the magazine now coming out. Uh, we have many uh, aims. The whole team. I mean, when I start sharing and the whole team starts sharing, it's like at least five more share on your posts, you know? So yeah, the that's more, awesome, yeah. The more people we can reach and get your name out there. So anything yeah. we can do, just let us know. We appreciate that. appreciate that. It's my pleasure. So let's hit you guys with the last question of the episode, the Nixus question. So you get a chance to sit down with little Wes, little Matt. What do you tell yourself? Play, play more guitar. Start earlier, for sure. I definitely yeah, wish I would have started I, I, playing, playing earlier. Seriously earlier, I guess. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I would say the same thing. Uh, keep playing earlier. Um, yeah, and just keep your head up. Don't give up. Absolutely. It's, it's good advice. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's... it's if we get the chance to talk to your younger self, like it, it, you know, like everything, everything's gonna be okay. You know, do do what you gotta do. You know, like you said, practice younger, and not just practice. Get serious. Yeah, yeah, take it know? serious. Yeah. Get yeah. serious with what you're doing, because you'll 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 want it in the future. You know, like yeah, uh, for sure. That's what I I tell the kids as much as I can. You know, like put your heart into it now if you really mm -hmm. want it. Uh, my oldest oh, yeah. plays drums at school, so we got her a drum set. We're missing some pieces. We're still trying to put it all together because I got a, f a bunch of free stuff. Um, so we're missing a few pieces, but I'm like, well, I'll keep the drum set back there for you as long as you want to play. I don't play. I can't play drums for shit. So <laughs> it's completely for her. You know what I mean? Uh, I have a guitar on the wall there. If anybody wants to learn, I'm hoping the little guy, he's two right now. I'm hoping as soon I can put the guitar in his hands and be like, hmm? Oh, yeah. Come on, go, you know? Uh, I don't want music to die. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, see, that was my problem. When I was younger, when I, I, I was a teenager, when I first picked up the guitar, uh, when uh, it would get hard, I'd get frustrated. I'd put it down. I'd give up, you know, and like like uh, Wes was saying, be more serious about it. It's like I, I just wasn't as serious back then uh, until like I was in my late 20s. That's when I really got serious about music. And I, I just wish I would have stayed more serious back then. For sure, for sure. But but it's never too late either. Because oh, if you yeah. look, no, like sure. I told you, the guy that was on the podcast Friday, um, seventy years old, been doing this for forty years. So what? Do the math. He started at about thirty. Yeah, yeah. So it's never too late. Exactly. No, definitely, definitely. 
because like well, like with this band, perfect example. You know, I'm mm. I'm in I'm in my forties now. I would have loved for this to you know came to fruition in my twenties, but Thanks. I've probably I've probably been more driven to make this happen in the last two years than I probably would have ever been in my twenties. So you know, Sad. it's just you know it's how life goes sometimes. I guess I'm the same. I mean, I used my twenties to party. Yeah. Um, my 30s to recover and now my 40s <laughs> yeah. to do something with my life you know to, to, to and not just wake up in the morning and live actually wake up in the morning and enjoy my day because i know i'm gonna get to talk to some bands i'm gonna get to oh, yeah. go see a show you know so um, yeah. yeah definitely but thank you very much guys for being here because without you guys this podcast would not exist so yeah. thank you for thank having us thank you so much for having us and appreciate you uh the supporting us and uh and sharing yeah. us everywhere too we hope to see you at a show soon <laughs> oh, i'll yeah, be there definitely. i'll send you those dates yeah, send we'll me the date and i'll be there for sure i'll let you know which ones and uh we'll, uh, we'll be there sounds great all right, guys. Well, this was the Nixus podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Nix. I was sitting down today with Wes and Matt from Evil Leaf. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you to the rest of the band. And then we'll catch you soon. Slackers that didn't show up. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now you give them some shit after this. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> Appreciate you having us. Thank you. See you guys. Pleasure.